Welcome to Love Beyond Limits. We are your hosts, Desire, a polyamorous submissive, and Purity, a monogamous dominant sadist. Our perspectives may differ, but our goal is the same. We are all about empowering you to navigate the crazy world of modern dating so you can get the love you deserve and the sex life the scissors with a hint of king thrown in. Join two friends as they talk about dating dilemmas, teeny sexcapades, and unconventional relationships. Whether you are curious about poly, dipping your toes in the kinky scene, or just want some real talk on love, sex, and the whole shebang, you are in the right place. Together, let's break boundaries and redefine what true love really is. In our first episode, we discussed my story, desire story of how I realized I am polyamorous. When I finally decided to pursue this lifestyle the first question that came to my mind was where do i find other poly people so in today's episode we are going to talk about apps and events where you can find uh, poly people but also king so regardless the fact that you are single or you are in a relationship and you want to dive in into the scene here are some of our recommendations that we tried, events that we went to, and see if any of these fit your lifestyle. So, Desire, what was the first step that you took in finding partners? Also, can you tell us about, from your perspective, not only as a submissive, but also as an introvert person, as I would like to also discuss some of the like pros and cons between online and offline offline dating obviously our topic today is going to naturally lead us there i am an introvert and especially when i first started practicing polyamory i was still in a long-term relationship and i hadn't been dating for a long time so so i decided to look online the first place that you go it's usually online so that's natural first place that you go to online is google so i googled where to find poly people and what the best apps for polyamorous dating are i didn't want to uh, go on all the apps and so all the articles mentioned that one of the best apps this is uh, okay cupid and what's different about OkCupid okay, and the reason that I chose it is, first of all, it's free, but it has a section specifically for uh, non-monogamous people. So that if you state on the app that you are non-monogamous, your profile is only sent to other non-monogamous people. And so as someone that was just starting to come out and explore, that felt like a safe option. I felt like my profile wasn't going to be sent to someone that I may know in real life and they may know that I am poly. So that was like safe. Yes. First, it was great. I, as many women know, when you join a dating site online, you are bombarded with the, all, all these different men that want to date you. And I could easily match with 10, 15 men a day. And that was organizing lots of different dates and it was really fun i would still say today if you are starting out and you are looking for polyamorous relationships whether you are a single poly or you want to open your relationship and you are looking for more than sex 
okay cupid is still the best app uh, i met so many people on there and uh, most people they really understand what being poly is so again it's about building romantic relationships with multiple people and not just hooking up. I know that even up to this day, you are in connection with uh, some of the people that you met there. You have like great relationship, meaningful relationship that lasted, lasted the test of time. So yes. you met there actually quite uh, quite a few people, quite a few yeah. people. The two partners that I am still seeing to this day, two years later, uh, I met them on OkCupid okay, and they were looking for something similar as I was doing. So a genuine connection and seeing where the connection would take us. And a lot of people that I met there, again, because it's specifically catered to non-monogamous, that's sort of starting to also get an understanding of the different types of polyamorous relationship, uh, hearing people's stories of they realized they were non-monogamous some of them were also kinky so they introduced that word to me and how really and for the first six months that i was on okay cupid it really was a very fun experiences and apart from a couple of bad apples i really enjoyed going on dates with the people that i met through okay cupid even when nothing came out of it it just really the community there, the people that are really friendly and nice for the most part. And then after the six months, so the pool of non-monogamous people, even in a big city like London, isn't too big. And so after six months, I started to get fewer and fewer matches to the point that now, two years later, I barely get a good match. I It's rare for me these days to go on a date from someone that I met on OkCupid. Which is sad because that's the app that really worked well for me and it's catered more towards relationship but the other online apps are more for kinks. It's really interesting because in a big city like London, like let's face it, London, New York, like you are thinking that you can in a way milk this app for like good people a few years at least. Yes. And if you are saying that you you are running out of options already, I cannot help but wondering, like, on how many dates did you go with people from OkCupid? And since you are like, I'm, I know that you are filtering them through discussions via the app. Now, I have a filtering system that we can discuss in another episode. But this was the very first app that I used. So at the time, I was just going on a lot of dates especially as someone that was still in a long-term relationship and then dated for a long time. I wasn't really sure about what I was looking for myself. So you are rusty? <laughs> very, very rusty. <laughs> At the beginning, I was going on three or four dates a week just to understand who do I like, what do I want, and oh my god you had the time i have to say you have the time because sometimes nowadays like i'm trying to even though i have uh, propositions to go on a date sometimes you cannot find the time three four three four dates per week you are really stretching what? yourself into like you really were committing into yes. finding and putting yourself out there into finding a partner i heard this so much on dates about finding the time people being so busy and i always say 
it's not about time, it's about commitment. If you really want a relationship, if you really want a new partner, I want someone who makes the time, not, not finds the time for me, but makes the time for me. There's a difference there. Also, like I have to say from uh, your coaching experience and from uh, the course that I did, like time, like when, when we usually say that we don't have time, like it's lack of intimacy so yes. there it comes the commitment but more of that you can uh, you can discuss with us if you are uh, going to check out our patreon page and we are offering there different years and like uh, some coaching sessions on live with either desire or me purity so yeah do go on and let us know how cupid okay cupid <laughs> actually worked so well for you that you found two amazing partners right there and also other apps that you can recommend to our listeners. Yes, because after a while, when I realized that OkCupid was sending me fewer and fewer matches, I had to expand my range. And at first, even though, of course, I knew about Hinge and Bumble, at first, I didn't want to go on these apps because I didn't know back then how to add conversation that I am poly. And so I just want someone that I met on OkCupid, actually a few people that I met on OkCupid recommended to me Killing Kittens, which is now rebranded into VRX. I, I was told it was an app to meet people that are poly, you know, for relationships. But when I joined, I had more of a kinky scene. Yeah, kinky scene. And a lot of men on there, they immediately start conversation with what are your kinks, what you want to explore. And I'm like, dude, I haven't even met you in person. What makes you think that you are so lucky that I want to fuck you? They go straight to the point. Also, the KK, I know it's a little bit different from men rather than women, as uh, I know that from men perspectives that in order to go to the events, they need, uh, they need a female partner. They cannot go by themselves. I know that probably now it's for single males they can go but also when they are chatting with you i know that i don't know the no, dynamics or how the platform it's built it's kind of different for men so maybe they go straight to the point in order not to not to waste time or not to lose the connection in a i way. think or they see it purely you know like some of them that oh it's a kinky app the women here are because it's a kinky app they should be kinky so this is what they are looking for let's not waste time with the vanilla introduction yes i wonder if there's an element so maybe these apps market differently to different uh, genders it's the same issue that i had with fields if you go on the killing kit and now vrx uh, app or you go to the fields app they talk about how it is about dating sexuality for um, people that don't conform to a monogamous vanilla paradigm and so from, from that as a woman i understand that i can date men that let me free to a multiple relationship or let me free to explore my sexuality but for some reason when men understand oh it's a hookup app i can just go there and find lots of women to just fuck once and never see again so there must be some sort of message that's lost in translation yeah definitely like the the message is not transmitted correctly so yeah that's why they are they are skipping steps i would have to say and there are uh, women that are willing to have hookups on these apps in my experience they say it very explicitly in their profile if a woman doesn't say it in a profile or says in a profile that she's not open to that or that she needs a connection that she wants to get to know you do not burn steps 
This is the number one reason why men get ghosted on these apps. I know because I have done it. I have girlfriends that are on these apps and they tell me that's the number one reason why they ghost men as well. I would say that one of the main reasons is because some of the men don't even bother to read the profile. They that's don't true. read the bio. And again, I was speaking to other females. One of my friends, she's on KK as well. Lately, she hasn't been using it as much, but again, she complains about the fact that, hey, you didn't even read my profiles. So obviously, the message that you are sending me shows that you didn't even bother to read. Yes, I've had that so many times. On OkCupid, less. On OkCupid, most people, they read my message. There is also a feature on OkCupid where you can send an intro message by commenting on something the person said on their profile. Just think it's really cool, which is actually missing from field. So are there any apps that you tried or that you would recommend for meeting polyamorous partners? Because I wouldn't say Hinge, for example. Hinge is an app that we both used and for me it's like more vanilla. Yes, I did try the vanilla apps like Hinge and Bumble because at some point KCupid wasn't giving me matches anymore. And on field or VRX... I meet lots of men that just want to go straight to sex. And although I did meet someone really nice on field recently, that we are starting to date and things are like, we are really getting to know each other. So again, it is possible to find a partner or even the love of your life on a kinky app, but that's not what most people use it for. But also field as an app, because I've been uh, I've been with you to one of their social events and uh, we have another one coming up field. I would say like it's more of a transition between vanilla apps and some of the kinky apps because you can find their kinks and even at their social. Some people are talking kinks. I'm not that. sure I would say that because I had a, a very different experience on the field app and the field social. The first time that I was on field, guys, I lasted three days. I made a profile and in the first few hours, I got something crazy like 900 likes. And everyone that was commenting to me that was matching with, hey, can we cap tonight? I was like, what was... photos did you put on there? What photos did you have for 900 likes? Like, <laughs> I want that for my Instagram. The photos that I put on all my other apps. And <laughs> so I lasted three days because I was just so repulsed. I mentioned in my profile that I wanted dating and everyone was coming on too strong. So I left. Now I am back on there with a much clearer bio and also way more confidence to deal with the unpleasantness of people that don't know how to treat women, to sit in a polite way. But in real life, at the socials, my experience is that everyone is way more chilled. Some people will talk to you about their kinks, but again, it's it's done in a more respectful way, possibly because they're actually talking to you face to face. So that they have more to lose. It's more painful to be rejected in person and to be rejected by someone online that you never met. Also, their security at the socials. Uh, so if you misbehave, you can actually be kicked out. So people behave differently. And I'm sure there are lots of guys that 
Onkel K, VRX, uh, uh, failed, come on to strong. In real life, they would actually go slower, at a slower pace. I don't have an experience with a field app, but I do have an experience with their socials. And you told me like, okay, come along. It's going to be, you know, there are going to be kinky people there. And I was expecting something stronger flavor. But when I went there, it felt to me, it felt like just an ordinary vanilla event, social event. And although on the table there, remember when we entered, there were like different uh, tags that you can uh, stick on your uh, on your uh, T-shirt that you can say what you are looking for or if you are into kink and BDSM or whatever. Like the people were not coming to you and talking straight away about this, like about kinks. It was like very, very vanilla conversation. And I talked to a lot of men then and I, I was actually with some of them, I was actually the one uh, pushing towards King and they were asking me like, hey, how do you find the event? And I said like, wait to Vanilla for me. <laughs> and uh, they started smiling and then we we switched to that topic. But again, I think that we switched because uh, they sensed that obviously they had my permission. I was yes. very straightforward. So I implied that. Otherwise, no, nobody came to me and said like, hey, you know, like something that would give me a uh, bad feeling I wouldn't feel safe or I wouldn't enjoy the conversation. No, I just do the conversation there. This is precisely my point. If a woman wants to talk about kinks or if a woman is open to a hookup, which, which is not your case, mm. but they will tell you. If they don't say it, don't assume it. And in the conversation, you will uh, you will notice in the conversation where she also wants to lead the conversation or how she replies to your questions. If you ask something, let's say, if you are trying to go into the king direction and she's like trying to avoid or in the questions, you know, she's like, mm, yeah. not feeling very comfortable that you shouldn't go there. But me being at the felt social after being to some of the kinky events, obviously in person, I thought that was something, you know, that I would yes. go on a, on a social with the people that I met at these events. That was my kind of impression. But then, no, my pink bubble was bursting. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of at my reverse journey exactly. because I started again to um, poly. I want to live this lifestyle, but do I find romantic partners? And through that, I was led to kink. But are you just like, I don't care about romance. Let's give me the kink. <laughs> I was like, I'm monogamous, even though I uh, I finished a very long time relationship of like seven years. I'm monogamous, but hey, I'm a sadist and I'm dominant. So like, skip, let's skip the vanilla stuff. Like, I don't want any sweets, anything. I even remove sugar from my yeah. diet completely. So I was like, yeah, give me the <laughs> give me the fun, give me the game. So then is when I went uh, directly into into the events, like events in person. I didn't even go to socials. I don't. I don't remember to uh, to go on a social before going to the events. I just yeah. went straight in. We are very different, right? Yes, definitely. I, Our uh, audience like must know that we yes. are, I'm an extrovert and I feel I feel like a fish in the water in in the crowds and like socializing with people. While you are an introvert, and I prefer to have deep, long one-on-one conversations or get to know someone through the app because to me the, the app sort of acts like a filter i can ask you some questions there to see if they match so i maximize my chances of having a good date when we finally meet and i don't have the anxiety when i'm meeting someone to have the 
tough conversation or the uncomfortable conversations. Also, I want to interrupt you for a second because you are saying you are uh, you like to know people a little bit through the apps if you are using the apps. And while I was using, I know that it's not a kinky app, it's like Hinge. I uh, talked a lot with people there, but unlike you via text, I like to talk via via audio messages or via phone calls. So there's another difference right here who yes. I could feel like, you know, I'm more for in-person events rather than uh, keeping yes. it long in the conversation. I want things like to happen fast and to know if that person is right or not right. And I feel I can get to know that person more by talking to him over the phone rather well, than it's text. true. It's true. You can. It just for me, um, as an introvert, introverts, we get me here. <laughs> we prefer messages. After that, he's speaking in person and the phone is like our nemesis. We don't like speaking on the phone, <laughs> even with our best friends. Like, I think only you and my mom call me on the phone. <laughs> I'm privileged. And even to me, you don't answer all the time. And you are like, hey, you know, my phone is not working now. I don't have signal. Like, I have to write first. Many times I have to write a message. Answer. It's about this. <laughs> guilty. I'm guilty as charged. Anyway, going back to... As an introvert and someone that was exploring polyamory for the first time, one of my concerns in finding a partner was having conversations about being poly, right? Because if I go on an app like KCupid that has a section specifically for non-monogamous, it's a conversation that I don't need to have. They can see my profile that you're monogamous and so they already know. When I went on apps like Hinge, Inner Circle, Bumble, that's more of a gray area because everyone on there is assumed to be monogamous. There are poly people there, there are kinky people there, but they don't often come out and disclose it. Some, sometimes you can see ENM, which stands for ethical non-monogamy on the profile. Other times they say things like I'm looking for dating in an unconventional way. But most people, they won't say anything. I knew that when I was on these apps, at some point, I would have to disclose. But now saying. you can send them the link to our first episode <laughs> where we talk about this and you explicitly, um, you explicitly very well uh, described what is N NAM, what yes. are all these things. So even if you are out there on an app, and uh, you, the conversation goes like sideways or they ask for more explanation, you can send them the link to our first podcast yes. and like, hey, listen, here, here is something that you can listen and it's very well uh, explained to you. So when I first started using Bumble, Hinge, Vanilla apps, I was still not comfortable with everyone knowing that I was poly. So I would go on dates and if I liked the guy enough, and the guy wanted to see me on a second date, I would tell him in person, hey, I'm Polly, are you okay with that? And mostly my, the reactions were good. And then once I got a bit more confidence, I started saying straight in the app, hey, you know, I am polyamorous, I am ethical monogamous, are you okay? I haven't found any partners on this app yet. And the, the men, the men that are on Bumble, they are on Inch, they are in a circle that told me they were okay with me being poly. They didn't understand for the most part what being poly is and they thought that I just wanted a friends with benefit situation or 
hooking up. And so I got off the apps that weren't working for me. So that's why I love meeting uh, people in person. And that's why these kinky events work so well for me, these kink parties. And because uh, in one night at one of these parties, which the night lasts usually from 9, 10 in the evening until 5, 6 in the morning, like you can meet a lot of people there. Obviously, the events uh, cater to all sexes, all ages. Um, and uh, there are uh, also games that you get to play there. There's, um, how should I say, like a scene, show, spectacle. So you are not only in a socializing mode all the time, but I get to meet a lot of people in a single night. You get to, to some of them, which obviously you are in a mutual agreement, you get to play. So you get some of the vibe like, okay, am I a match for this person? Am I not? Or like enough to get you to the first date and to meet them in the vanilla life. So yeah, but that's for me like an extrovert because also I'm not afraid to go alone at some of these parties. And I know people out there that are also in the kink, they wouldn't want to go yes. alone at these parties. You, some of them they even come with their partners right like yes. they even like married couples which they come there so it's for ev everyone i can say yeah if you go to socials or um, sex parties in a kinky scene some people go there because they want to find a unicorn for example or they want to find a partner for a thriper so there are all kinds of different people there yeah, definitely like not only you can find the your dom there you can find submissive you can find someone to play for a threesome like there are i feel that at these parties people are even more open than on the socials and because the environment is so well catered to to the kink and so like to sexually open like it's easier to it's easier to explore there so i went to quite a few parties since i uh, since i entered the scene like you introduced me to the scene so i went to quite a few parties like club pedestal uh, club antichrist both antichrist and pedestal are hosted in the same club which is actually the venue in the same venue which is fire club then i went to imaginarium recently i went to torture garden We'll definitely be going to Bosipos and we have other uh, other ones planned like Femdom because I really love the kind of Femdom clubs and fetish fetish clubs, me being like a sadist and a dominant. So yeah, these are some of the parties that I went to and I would uh, definitely, definitely recommend them. Like some of my favorites, obviously, yeah. like Pedestal and Torture Garden. You've had more success than me at in-person events. I found my two partners online on a Cupid. But you are finding all your subs through events. I would also say through events, but also through FetLife. Since I opened the FetLife account and I posted there, I don't want to show my face on there. Otherwise, I will have probably triple the messages that I'm receiving now every day. And I don't want to, I don't want to form a connection with a sub only based on the looks, on the physical aspect. So that's why it's one of the main reasons that I don't want to show my face there. And... Uh, on there, I found uh, I found quite a few quite a few good connections. I would have to say, with some of them, I I didn't I didn't yet met them in person. But I went quite recently on a very very nice date with someone from uh, Fed Life. So uh, yeah, there's definitely potential on there as well. And you can filter them by the way that they are talking, the conversation, how is it going. So yeah, for the king, I would say Fed Life is still. Uh, one of one of the best ones for me at least but i'm very comfortable in person like at the events i'm very comfortable there the thing you did really well when it comes to in-person events is that you know exactly who you are purity you're a sadist and you know 
what you're looking for. You're looking for subs, especially those that are into pain. And so you choose events like Club Pedestal that cater specifically to what you're looking for. And if you are poly or if you are looking for someone to explore your kinks, but you still are not sure exactly of even what you're looking for, in-person events can be sort of a mixed bag. I went to one that was simply vanilla singles date, and I met a guy there that was open to me being poly, but he didn't work out. But when we go to events, we went to some events together, again, the feel social rather events. And uh, to LAM as well, yes. we went together. It's a different dynamic. You are a social butterfly, and to just keep going, talking to different people. But for me, as an introvert, because I hate small talk with a passion, I really hate it. <laughs> and if I talk to you, I really want to get to know who you are. So I tend to get stuck with the same people <laughs> with two or three people so uh, at the end of the night you come to me and say hey yeah what are these numbers i'm all these guys and i'm like why are you talked to the two men <laughs> i almost saved you on the first social you are there cornered by this guy who like oh my god that's another story maybe for another episode but yeah and i was like already talking to a few people and you're like you are still with that guy it's been like what <laughs> like 30 minutes you are still with him like because like it was maybe an interesting conversation but i would at least for me these events are like just like a preview of getting to know the uh, the person there were some guys who wanted to you know uh, keep the conversation longer with me but i'm like hello i'm here to meet other people as well i'm giving you like 15 minutes or so the conversation is good then we exchange numbers and we meet uh, with me later and that energizes you i love meeting new people but as an introvert after a couple of hours i'm like where is purity i want to go home <laughs> And I was like, yeah, okay, let's stay a little bit. And usually we are like, oh, let's stay a little bit. And you are like, ah, because you are like, I'm ready when you are. And I'm like, maybe 15 minutes more. Let's see. <laughs> start into two hours more. And that's why I'm trying to convince you yet up to this day to go to Club Pedestal, which lasts until five in the morning. As, and as you know, from my first time being there and all the other times that I went, I want to stay at least until 4.30 by the time that you will be drained and exhausted. <laughs> I'll be probably seeing you sleeping on a sofa, someone giving you a foot massage and you'll be there like, wake me up. You will have to put me on your shoulder <laughs> to carry me off. Any volunteers here that want to take desire to, to the pedestal club and carry her, carry her as a fetish? Uh, what about, there was one event that you went to, what about the skirt club? I know that's more... Maybe, I don't know, like for poly people, but you went there to one of their parties. So Skirt Club is a sex club for women that either are bisexual or maybe they are unsure about the sexuality. And so you can meet other people and explore. And I like the women's sex parties because there's a couple of hours where it's just social. You get to know each other and you can make some connection there with then if you want to play, you can play. If you don't want to play, you don't, have to, you don't have to play. It's only for women. So it's a good place to meet female friends, potential unicorns. If you want to spice up things with your partner. I have not met any long-term partners though from 
I can say that I'm looking for yeah. a female long-term partner. Female friends, definitely, yes. Not necessarily partners. But again, if you are a woman looking for female partners, that definitely Skirt Club is, uh, I would highly recommend it. They also do social events. They, they do branches and things like that. So if you're not comfortable starting with a sex party, you can still get to know them in a vanilla setting and find partners that way. For in-person events, you really need to get clear on what you are looking for and then what events cater to them. Because you have been trying purity to bring me to Club Pedestal for so many months. And the reason why I am resisting it is because I am a submissive and Pedestal is for uh, submissive men and dominant women, which, yeah, you told me that there are some dominant men there, but to see a dominant man, even just faking to be submissive is such a turn off for me that I'm not sure that even if I stay in the Shirazin areas, I would actually find someone because the vibe and the energy from the night may actually put him off from seeing them as partners. And there are other clubs like uh, VRX, they also cater to, like they have parties that are specifically for women. So you can look for these um, events, these sex parties or even just sex uh, socials online. And those will be some great, great places for you to socialize in. Uh, when I went to sex parties, there were just women only. And sex parties with men as well, it was such a different vibe. With the women, we get each other, right? So I felt we just bonded a lot quicker. It took much less time to build trust. And so we were just like, you know, talking, gossiping, sharing our experiences. And then it, were more, it was more easygoing. Uh, a lot more easy going. I would say there was less sexual tension. Mm-hmm. If you got a really good connection with someone, that obviously would develop and you got to play. When a man is in the room, the sexual energy is higher. There's so much testosterone in the room that everyone feels it. But with women, again, it's things just happen slowly, which I like very much. I like even the higher testosterone. I can handle that. <laughs> We are going to review uh, some of these events and uh, some of these uh, parties, sex parties, socials individually in our upcoming podcast. So if you have any questions, you can uh, go to our Patreon page and uh, you are welcome to drop us the questions there that we may include in our uh, future reviews. We will like review places like Pedestal, Torture Garden, tell you about our experience there, what to wear, what not to wear, how are the people, like all the details there. Yes. So that coming in one of our next episodes it's going to be a new series so just to recap this conversation and what our conclusions are if you're just starting out i would recommend okcupid if you're looking for polyamorous enm open relationships or vrx and field if you are looking for kinks online once you are ready or again you're more of an extrovert and you just want to meet people in person, then there are many socials as well as kinky parties. So first of all, um, know yourself. Do you prefer to meet people online and then go to an event? Do you just want to go straight to a kinky party? Do you want something in the middle? So to meet uh, people for kink and poly in a social setting, so get clear on what your priorities are and what you're looking for. And then look for events that cater to that. It is possible to find 
polyamorous and kinky relationships, both on vanilla apps like Hinge and Bumble or uh, at uh, vanilla singles events. Although in my experience, that's rare and uh, because most people that are not open to the lifestyle, there's going to be a lot of uh, explanations to do. Like you're going to have to be a bit of a teacher and explain to them what it really means. And for me, I really wasn't willing to do that. I prefer to be with people that already have an understanding of the scene and they are looking for the same things that I am uh, looking for. So you didn't say anything about fat life. Where should fat life be included here? Because it's not an event and it's not an app either. It's a website. It's more like something in the middle, I would say, because you have an account there as well. Yes. And Fat Life is for Abercorn Fat Life if you want to look for a job, for a submissive, if you have a kink. And for a play partner yes. as well. And even if you are in a relationship, because there are people that are in a relationship and they are looking for a third person, but because it's not a dating app, it's yes. like you can message anyone, it's free, it's, you know, uh, compared to the apps where sometimes you have, I don't know, they give you like uh, an, a certain number of people per day that you yeah. can message, like on FedLife, you can you can see more about yeah. them, more about their history, activity, photos, and so on. So I would say it's a little bit more than an app, but it's a website and it's something different. In my experience, the people that approach me on uh, FedLife, that were not looking for a relationship. They may have been in a relationship or married themselves, but they were not looking for a relationship. They were just looking for a kinky relationship. Some of them may be looking for a one-off. I have this fantasy. Do you want to fulfill it? Others may be looking for a long-term submissive or, in your case, a long-term dom. But on Fellas, people that are looking for a long-term relationship are looking for a long-term kinky relationship so if you are just poly and not interested in the world of kink i would not recommend for life if you want to start exploring your kink and want to look for people that have the same desires as you that are just like you then for life is a great place where you can find doms subs or uh, whatever your kink is so yeah, this is our summary now and I hope you enjoyed this episode and let us know on our Patreon what are your own recommendations. Maybe there are apps or maybe there are events and places that we uh, didn't check out, we don't know. So that could be useful for some of our listeners later on. And also if you are poly or if you are just starting to explore the polyamorous lifestyle or the kinky lifestyle, and you're still unsure of how to approach people or what is the best way to ask conversations. We have options on our Patreon where you can have uh, coaching sessions with us either, either through email or video and we can guide you and help you answer all your questions so that you can find the relationship and the sex life that you desire. Thank you for joining us on Lobby on Limits. Don't forget to check out the show notes for all the resources and links mentioned in this episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you are listening to podcasts. We are on all the main platforms. If you enjoyed our conversation, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. It helps others find us too. Share is caring, so if you know someone would dig this, pass it on. And remember, love has no limits. Keep seeking, keep loving.